Welcome to AM Best Audio. Higher premiums and fewer death benefits have led to reduced payout ratios on individual life insurance policies since 2020. That despite concerns about COVID-19 and elevated mortality in certain population segments, according to a new AM Best report. Joining us today are two of the analysts behind the report, Senior Financial Analyst Stratos Lascarides and Industry Research Analyst Helen Anderson. And Stratos, there was anticipation that COVID-19 was going to have a big impact on mortality levels and thus have a big impact on life insurance financials. But that really wasn't the case, was it? Yes, John, um, that's right. What we saw in the report is uh, high premiums, as you mentioned, fewer death benefits led to reduced payout ratios. This was since 2020 through the end of 2022. Uh, Despite the concerns about COVID-19 and elevated mortality in certain population segments, and we noted that the impact of COVID-19 on life insurers, individual policy claims has been less pronounced than some may have initially expected. Although the pandemic has resulted in elevated mortality among certain demographics and uh, insured lives mortality has been running lower than the general population. Um, something that's been widely noted in the industry already, and that's owing largely to the effect, uh, the effect of the selective underwriting and sales methods uh, on it that insurers have adopted over many years. Um, but, you know, mortality rates have risen. They, uh, since this onset of COVID, obviously it's been widely documented and discussed already, but have thus far, it's been a manageable drag on earnings in aggregate for individual life ins- insurance business. Uh, and what we noted in the report is this was evident from a drop in the payout ratio, which compares death benefits to net premiums written, which fell to 48.9% in 2022 from 53.7% in 21 and 55.7% in 2020. And obviously questions still do remain about the near and long-term impacts of the pandemic and pandemic-related mortality experience on assumptions of future pricing. Um, And evidence does indicate different approaches to insurers mortality assumptions as some companies have updated those assumptions uh, for the pandemic experience while others have not and um, you know another thing to note is that this is based on u.s statutory data filed by the u.s based life insurers other considerations are reserving including um incurred but not reported reserves which you know doesn't necessarily come through in the death benefits paid in a year and offshore reinsurance could be factors as well that could include additional claims. Um, and the impact on morbidity claims is another factor to consider. But nonetheless, insurers <clears throat> over the past four years have been doing exactly what they've been meant to do by paying COVID and non-COVID related claims to help protect families. And they've been selling more policies to help close mortality protection gaps. Should we expect long-term impacts in this regard for mortality levels and how they might impact life insurers? Yes, uh, I believe to some degree. Uh, the you know the longer-term implications, uh, that said, of of COVID nineteen and other mortality factors on liabilities and future pricing assumptions, as mentioned, are still uncertain. With most companies not yet having made significant changes to their mortality assumptions. For example, according to research by the Society of Actuaries in a paper titled U.S. Individual Life COVID-19 Reporter Claims, this is through to the 30th of June, 2023, 
they note that claim counts have become have become become begun to come down towards pre-pandemic levels. Um, and then in a survey by the SOA as well, titled Impact of COVID-19 on Future U.S. Mortality, actuaries noted that they still expect the mortality to remain elevated over pre-pandemic levels, but they continue to decline towards those pre-pandemic levels. Uh, they expect that through, to, through the rest of the 2020s. So the impact of COVID-19 on mortality has declined since the Omicron variant in early 2022. And for most companies, COVID-19 mortality has had an earnings as opposed to a balance sheet impact thus far, uh, suggesting no significant impacts to reserves or capital levels. Um, and most carriers had higher mortality rates than usual between 2020 and 2022, resulting in slightly favorable developments for long-term care and annuities. Uh, but you know, in, in 2021, we saw mortality was higher for the working age populations which affected both individual and group life claims. And mortality has rem remained elevated in the early 2022 due to the Omicron variant, but has been declining to pre-pandemic levels since then. Customize your data experience. Best Link now offers an interactive company dashboard that provides company-level intelligence in a fast, user-friendly interface featuring interactive tables, charts, and Sparkline performance histories. Customize the dashboard tiles to prioritize the insurer ratings, data, and analytics that best support your workflow. AM Best. Our insight, your advantage. Now, Helen, the report also talks about first-year premium growth levels and renewal premiums on individual life insurance policies. What were some of the takeaways from the report there? Following a record high in 2021, First-year premium growth dropped significantly in 2022, partly attributable to the impact of inflation on household budgets. Renewal premium growth on, a, on individual policies also declined moderately and had been uh, consistently positive over several, over several years. In 2021, this level increased to its highest point in a decade, as many policyholders valued retaining coverage during a pandemic. In the world of individual life policies, what shifts have you noticed there as far as distribution of products, if any? Whole life premiums still constitute the majority of insurers' ordinary life premiums, owing to the higher costs associated with the longer-term nature of the coverage, in contrast to term insurance, which has a set period of time. The face amounts of whole life policies can vary widely. On the high end, for example, participating whole life policies particularly those sold by mutuals, can be targeted to higher net worth individuals. The final expense product has also grown in attractiveness as the population ages and retirees seek additional mortality protection. Term life insurance was incrementally more popular in 2022 as it provides mortality coverage at the lowest possible cost, a great value when one's budget is constrained by inflation. Variable life products, which can transfer investment risk to the policy from to the policy owner from the insurer was less popular in 2022, given the uncertain investment markets. Index life, which can provide some downside protection to investment volatility for consumers in exchange for a capped upside, made up a marginally larger share of total premiums in 2022. Helen Stratos, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Thanks, John. Thank 
That was senior financial analyst Stratos Lascarides and industry research analyst Helen Anderson. You can find the full report online at ambest.com. For AMBest TV, I'm John Weber. Looking to get the attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms to do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day, find out more by contacting our Advertising Services Business Development Team at 908-882-1706.